0: Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us here for episode 74 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm here with Logan. Yo. And Carlos. What is up, everyone? Yeah. Well, what was up today is we talked about a convention that you went to, Carlos. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, an interesting convention it was. And then uh, we moved on to podcast questions.
0: Yeah. Been a while, honestly, since I've really talked to you guys at all. So I feel like I'm saying that more often lately with these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was it was really good. I think we had some really good discussions around some of the questions and just in general around the convention. And um, hopefully, you all enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed having it.
2: Yeah, the questions are really good, and we would love to get more. So if you think of something fun that we could talk about, hit us up. But until then, enjoy this episode.
0: Yay. (laughs) Thank you for listening. So, guys, I have been somewhat of a stranger lately. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm this random dude that you guys picked up yeah. off the street.
2: Someone who every week brought me into the studio. Yeah, the studio, huh? In <laughs> <laughs> that multi
1: dimensional nice. <laughs> studio where we can be in three places at once. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. How's it going?
1: Eh.
0: <laughs> as, as good as it can be the i mean the eu the
1: eu lcs finals are on the nalcs finals are going to be on uh later today so i I mean i guess i can't complain but Football i do have
2: starts today
1: yeah that's true yeah and there's anime yeah. to watch and stuff like that but then i have to study for a test so
0: uh that's a lot that's a lot going on I've been noticing, um, speaking of LCS stuff, just in traveling, I've actually seen a couple times now in airports screens, playing things from the LCS and more like advertisements and stuff, which has really surprised me to see it on kind of some, something as mainstream as like an airport LCD screen, you know, it's yeah. like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's cool. interesting to see that it's becoming more. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember the last airport. I want to say I was in Chicago and I saw some, something playing, uh, a bunch of guys from Cloud9 sitting down and laughing about something. But uh, yeah, it's neat to see it kind of going more mainstream like that. Nice. Yeah, I had no idea.
1: Like, I I see advertisements all the time, but I just figure that's Google being like, hey, are you like this asshole? Take
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know I told you when I was in Vegas, I noticed that they kind of took that pyramid there and turned it into an esports arena, which is interesting to see as well. And uh you know there's seems to be more betting going on around it and whatnot so it's starting to pique the interest of casual sports fans i guess or at least sports gamblers anyway oh yeah that makes
1: sense especially with the that new like esports arena they built in vegas
0: yeah i imagine there's there's quite a bit of betting going on right now for the finals what what better to uh, make something more popular than to let people gamble on it? Right? <laughs> it's one of the oldest one of the oldest vices for sure. So, my sister just uh, actually won a whole bunch of money uh, gambling on horses. She she does gambling for uh, horse racing, so she just hit a jackpot up in um, New York. So good for her! Nice. Congratulations! I'm sure she's not listening. <laughs> were they horses or were they horse girls? Oh. Oh, (laughs) if only they
1: were horse girls, but no, they're... Yeah, special week. Always bet on special week. (laughs) Unless Silent Suzuka is is hurt, then don't bet on special week because she's going to lose.
2: Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is an anime podcast after all. (laughs) So, uh, we're here to talk about your latest excursion to a convention, Carlos. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I was I like I was gonna say something like earlier I was thinking about it and I
1: was like oh yeah so con season's wrapping up but like nowadays I mean okay, granted like con season means like where most of the cons are like like what time of year they're they're kind of all at when a lot of them still are like in the summer but like I found out about Komoricon through you know Qube and and you logan and that's like in october and uh anime nyc is in november and they're they have some really big names going to that one um if i remember correctly there's like this big cosplay gathering that goes down here in san francisco like in december or something so i guess con season's all year now um but no like yeah the, the the big con season is usually you know summer because that's when all the kids are out of school so you know people people can go to cons um yeah, Crunchyroll Expo 2018 uh happened uh, last weekend, a uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, actually Yeah, no. I guess last weekend for you listeners is is the weekend that we just went through, Labor Day weekend. So a couple weekends ago for you. Um and I went to it. Uh I actually was fortunate enough to get a press badge, so thank you so much to Crunchyroll for providing me with that. Uh cuz getting there was kind of expensive. But um <laughs> Yeah, so I made the trip from uh from here to to San Jose. They they moved the the convention to a much bigger venue. Uh last year it was in this tiny little convention hall uh in Santa Clara near the the new San Francisco 49er stadium. Um but this year it it's in the San Jose Convention Center, which is much much bigger. It's where they host uh, Fanime and and a bunch of other cons there. Okay, wow. Um, yeah, so they were anticipating a much
0: larger crowd than this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think they got it. I mean, uh, I mean, kind of. The thing, the thing is, uh, the crowd wasn't like I don't even think the crowd is as big as it gets for Fanime. But uh, again, that goes back to the fact that like school has already started, so people aren't going to take a vacation for this. Like people, you know come out for fanime because it's summertime, so they can get the time off, get a hotel room and relax, you know, for that weekend or whatever. Uh but here at the start of like
0: uh Yeah, it's the the school year's just started too, so it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to take yeah. time off of that. And then, so there was
1: I mean, there were people there. There was definitely crowds, but it was it was much, much smaller than than i've ever seen at that convention hall Gotcha.
0: Um, so maybe the maybe the hall was just a little too big for what they've grown to at this point thing because this is only what their second year yeah this is is only
1: their second year but to be fair i mean they're they have the the
0: advantage of being a major um um company streaming service the they're one, yeah they're one of they're one of the most recognizable names in the industry i mean there's no doubt about that so that's a huge advantage for them i
1: mean i i took the train in from san francisco to san jose uh and like almost no, not every stop but quite a few stops along the way especially in santa clara and stuff like that there were these huge advertisements for them everywhere like when we made stops so i was like wow they spent quite a bit of money on this yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so i i got there on uh, september 1st um walked up got my badge uh they there they did that thing that they did at anime expo this year with the rfid chips. so you know scan yourself in and out which i i kind of appreciate that um it's, i think it's a, a good way to keep people honest um And uh, I walked in, and yeah, like I said, there wouldn't hold up a whole lot of people there. I kind of chalked that up to like, you know, uh, first day early in the morning. None of the panels were starting, uh, all that kind of jazz. And the first thing I did was I walked into the exhibitor hall and was surprised. um, Oh, A, it was much, much bigger because, again, bigger venue. Um, D, there was like no line to get in, which was really weird because, again, Fanime, like, you know, you have these huge lines leading up to the exhibitor hall to get in um and that wasn't the case this time around uh and I got in and and it was uh how do I say this it was nice because it was like you know how at, at anime Expo guys when we went to like the exhibitor hall and like uh, artist alley it was like I don't know how to put this it, like it was like being in a very slow moving sardine can.
0: Yes. Like yeah, it how, was, it was with how packed it, it, it was. A sea of people and was moving very slowly the the the, the um the current. Yeah, <laughs> was the, the current very of humanity.
1: None of that. <laughs> like I never had a problem moving around at, at Crunchyroll Expo, but again, that's because nice. there's such a lack of people there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um the, which i mean in some ways is good but i guess it really depends on what was there what what's is it well was what you were seeing in the dealer hall kind of worth seeing or yeah i mean it it was it i will say it like if
1: you've never been to a convention like this is probably one to go to because it's a nice like starter like if it stays this small or like this body count i'm sure like Crunchyroll has the numbers and someone would be like, Oh, we actually had this many people. I'm like, oh that's great, but it didn't feel that big. Um what do you call it? Um the oh uh, yeah, it's a it's a good starter convention if they stay like that. Uh because essentially you walk in and there's like there are two companies that came out to bat for this dealer hall. One was Crunchyroll. Duh. Of course. <laughs> and uh the other was uh anyplex anyplex had a pretty big booth um uh, yes. a decent booth i actually really liked their selection but i didn't pick up a whole lot because it's expensive
2: mm-hmm.
1: um although i really really do want that uh um Manga sensei the, those blu-rays um one day but um yeah so like those were the only two companies that came out i was surprised not to see funimation there uh not to see, like, really, Sentai Filmworks, nobody came there. Um The rest of the dealer hall was filled out with what I call, like, standard exhibitor hall fair. It's essentially <clears throat> just, like, these, like, bigger stores and companies that'll come out and they have, like, a wall full of, like, I don't know, uh desiberries or, like, you know, just tables full of t-shirts and or, like, the guys who come out with, like, just chocked full of pop vinyl little mini figures or yeah, or nendos or
0: kind of companies your private owner companies that kind of do this for a living they might go around to cons or they've got right, a large store exactly somewhere um and then like towards the back
1: you had like your local guys who were more often than not not selling anime stuff it was like come by my i don't know like metal art stuff where i've made like a bunch of 50s era robots out of metal, and it's like, all right, well, that has nothing to do with anime, so I'm just gonna pass right by. I feel like a dick, but it's just like, uh, this isn't an art festival, (laughs) right? Right? I mean, I guess it kind of is in a very round, like,
0: round the way, way. uh, anyway. Part of me wonders how those people do because I think, um, you know, the people who are in the dealer hall for like an anime convention who are selling things not related at all to anime, but I think they're hoping to lure people in who maybe have interest in something else i i always because i see their booths and i often see that they're pretty empty uh but there must be something to it because people do it so yeah i feel bad <laughs> i feel bad just mm-hmm. passing them by but i'm like i'm not interested in what you're selling um
1: sure oh boomslink was there too yeah wow that guy gets around yeah i actually <laughs> i actually got to talk to him this time and yeah we were it was really cool we Funny enough, we talked politics. The guy likes talking politics. I was like, all right, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if, for those of you who don't know, uh, Boomslank is a an artist who frequents these things, and uh, he's usually in the Exhibitor Hall rather than the um, Artist Alley, which is kind of odd, but um, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Um, he sells a lot of T-shirts, I think, which is probably why he gets into the Exhibitor Hall. Probably, yeah. He's a, a Nigerian dude who, um, who makes these – amazing art of classic yeah, like, stuff uh anime inspired art i actually picked up like i told myself i wasn't gonna buy anything from this time around i picked up the uh the nightmare poster and the poster of the like it looks like an old payphone like a girl like oh uh, yeah the that's f- a good one yeah i yeah i love that guy's art i could i honestly want to hang it up on my wall like as a not like as a i don't know how to how to put this like, not, like, just in my room, like, just post... I'm, like, talking about, like, you know, putting it in a frame and, like, uh-huh. putting it in my living room. Just be, like, it looks that good. Anyway, uh, speaking of art, uh, Artist Alley, uh, it was right next to the Exhibitor Hall. But, like, this time it was... The the hall is, is huge. So, like, it could fit both without much of a problem. And <coughs> Artist Alley was a little bit more... I had a little bit more people in it. But it wasn't that bad. Um... And, um, you know, the, the artists from the area and the artists uh, who, I guess, make the con circuit, um, we're all there. And, I mean, I, I really, that's that's one thing I really appreciate is even if Exhibitor Alley or Exhib- the Exhibit Hall doesn't really catch my attention, Artist Alley per- pretty much always will. Any artists that stood out to you? Uh, to be honest, I didn't spend a whole lot of time. In our, I, mean, I mean we did make a couple passes. There was one guy, I wish I could remember his name, I didn't get any uh any cards this time around, but uh there was one like one guy who did concole art. Um which I was I appreciated. If you're an artist who like goes to these artist alley things, please make concole art. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you see me, like flag me down, give me your card and I will mention you on the show because you deserve it. Um Okay, so the first thing Uh, the first thing I did, uh, after going to the exhibitor hall because Phil still wasn't there because Phil can't wake up like at human hours, um, (laughs) I went to a panel, um, that was kind of based on a place further than universe, but it was really just covering uh Atsuko uh, Ishizuka, the uh, creative director. She also was the uh director for uh no game no life um and the this panel i mean they're in a new venue so i i really did i i didn't mind this and i really did forgive this uh because like it started really late because they were having some really bad technical uh difficulties uh but when they when they finally got it up and running um kind of went through through her life um I didn't know that her directorial uh, career started with um, a music video called Moonwaltz. waltz. Uh, they, sh- they, the reason that it took so long to get started was because the, you know, the, the video uh, wasn't working. So eventually when they got w- that working, it, it looks really good. Um, and uh, then she was uh, invited to direct um, for no game, no life, uh, which made me laugh because apparently the, the, uh, the artist told her uh that he didn't think that the color palette uh that he had chosen for the sh- for for you know uh was it like a manga or no mm-hmm. like the is it a light novel or a manga i can't remember
2: uh i want to say it's a light novel e-
1: either way just like the cover you know like that yeah, art yeah. like he's like i don't think it's feasible for anime <laughs> and she said yeah that that made me want to do it even more <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, good for you um And then she moved on to a place further than the universe, which I thought was interesting because, um, she said that the original motivation was really just girls striving to do their best. And from that place, she drew inspiration from her own, like high school years where she was in a a, a group of four friends. So each of the girls is, um, kind of, um, modeled after her friends and, and should I say herself is modeled after her, (coughs) um, and uh yeah like I really enjoyed this panel because like she uh, she's got a lot of personality um uh, I, that's good Ishizuka that is and uh <laughs> at the end of the panel uh what do you call it she she got the whole audience to do the uh uh oh, what do you call it you know that part in the in the anime when they finally make it to Antarctica uh-huh. and should I say steps off the boat and she says I told you so and like they just start shouting that she got the whole audience to say it's in in <laughs> Japanese it's uh, zamamiro and like like everybody in the crowd just shouted it with her that was a lot of fun um, <laughs> that panel was like a lot of fun my only problem was the fact that again it started really late and. We went through all that. There was like – there wasn't a whole lot of pacing uh, because we went through all that and then we finished and then the panel finished really early. Hmm. So, all told, it was like maybe a 25-minute panel where it was supposed to be an hour and some change. Um,
0: So, I was really confused uh, about like what went wrong there. Um, Did it feel like they cut stuff out to you at all or – I mean – it? Uh, it if, if felt like they were just
1: kind of, I don't know,
0: like maybe panicking and, and like
1: just, oh crap, we we need to hurry up and finish. Like maybe they weren't aware of the time because they finished gotcha. really
0: early. Um, so they rushed through stuff maybe that they were expecting to have a little more fun with probably.
1: Yeah, probably. And, you know, it's not the director's fault because she didn't like know at all either like how long right. this was supposed to be. That's yeah, too bad. Um, uh, From there... Uh, went on to the uh, Aniple- uh, Aniplex of America panel. Um, really not a whole lot to say about this. Uh, the hype guy, uh, if, if you've ever been to it, I can't remember his name for the life of me. <laughs> hype guy. I think everyone who's been to an Aniplex panel knows the <laughs> yeah, hype guy. Yeah, yeah. Like he – he
2: <laughs> Albert, I think is his name. Yeah,
1: there you go. Um, like he, you know, talked up all his shows and made his his jokes. And he, I, I think he's, you know, a pretty funny dude and – uh, I enjoyed myself, but there wasn't a whole lot to, um, to announce. Um, I mean, just run through some of the, the stuff they talked about, um, uh, in case you haven't heard, uh, although I don't know why you wouldn't have, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood coming, uh, to Blu-ray, uh, November 20th, Garden of Sinners, like all the movies coming, uh, on September the 11th, um, the Heavens Feel English release, um, volume one, uh, is coming November 20th. That's um, exciting. The Irregular at Magical High School, I think this is the movie, or no, the whole TV series, that's right, uh, comes October 16th. <clears throat> and the one uh, big announcement they made while, while I was there was uh, Blend S uh, is coming to Blu ray November the 20th. So that's good. Um, and then they talked about some of the stuff that's coming out, uh, demon slayer coming out spring, 2019, uh, the Promised neverland, uh, coming out 2019. Uh, I want to eat your pancreas coming out 2019. That movie <laughs> looked really good. I can't yes. wait.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, heaven's feel, uh, volume two or part two or whatever they're calling it, uh, 2019 and, <clears throat> SAO, um, alicization, uh, the, the third season, um, coming out fall 2018 we're all pretty excited about that oh and apparently if you live in the hollywood area or i guess the southern california you don't have to i don't know does anyone live in hollywood i have no idea let me know if you do that'd be really interesting anyway uh if you live in in like southern california um uh, on september 15th they're going to have a uh sao event in hollywood so uh Definitely be on the lookout for that because that sounds like it could be fun. Probably going to like premiere the first episode and maybe have some like giveaways and stuff like that. Definitely worth checking out. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's a standard uh, industry panel, but I like going to those for the, the announcements. I figured there weren't going to be a whole lot uh, considering, you know, we're smack in the middle of a season and, and, all the big stuff they're going to announce—they're going to announce at Anime, at Anime Expo. Um, yeah, but it was still fun. Uh, uh, although I was really happy to hear that Blend S is is coming to Blu-ray so quickly. I mean, that's a really quick turnaround. Uh,
2: Unfortunately, it's not dubbed. I don't. Which guess. is, I I know you don't, but usually, <laughs> usually they do that kind of thing. So,
1: um, and for yeah, for a lot of people, that is a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is. Yeah, that's gonna hurt sales for them. If it's gonna be that expensive, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe include both. Uh, and then from there, I I finally met up with Phil because uh, I was standing in the line for the Fate Grand Order localization panel, and uh, surprise, surprise, uh, again, like not a whole lot in the way of announcements. Um, the big announcement was that the nero fest is coming back but if you play the game you knew that um so i mean if you if you started if you started playing the game when it first came out chances are you played the nero fest it's coming back so more more materials and stuff like that hooray uh the rest of the panel for that one um was uh one of the localization guys was sitting up on stage um essentially going over the different uh, issues of the community and like, like a lot, I guess a lot of the questions and and stuff that they get are, you know, why can't we have this now? Why can't we have like, for example, um, uh, in the game in Japan, uh, we have certain characters and those characters have gotten like a visual update for their attacks and stuff like that, or their noble phantasms. And, the U.S. community is like, well, why can't we just have that now? Um, not like everything else. And the guy was like, e- essentially every question like that boiled down to, we want it too. We, but we have to ask Japan because unlike, I guess, uh, fate go Korea, fate go China, um, and then there's another one, fate go somewhere else. Um, like those companies in those other countries licensed the game, like they they bought the license. So mm-hmm. they own the license and they can, as long as they stay within certain bounds, they can do what they want. Whereas our game comes from Aniplex of America, which is a subsidiary of Aniplex Japan. So they have to ask, you know, the big brother company, um, whether they can do stuff. Uh, and, and a lot of it comes down to Japan saying either no or not
0: getting back to them, <laughs> uh, which yeah, is unfortunate. I've, I've heard I, I've heard how hard it can be sometimes to get those types of things from Japan. <laughs> um just in interviews I've heard with people who do business with them. So that's that's disappointing to hear, especially for things like visual updates. You'd think that they'd wanna if they have it, there's no you're not pushing a new character or new voice lines or anything like that. It's just making the game look better for people here yeah in States, or, or but. like quality of
1: life things like recently japan got a back button so like players of the game will know when you hit when you hit the attack button and your little attack cards come up and you're like oh shit i completely forgot <laughs> to use that one ability that like prevents you know this character from you know getting reamed from their noble phantasm right um oh. like japan has a back button so you can just back out and use your abilities and we're like we want the back button and japan's like eh, maybe <laughs> like uh somebody asked you like if we can speed up <laughs> the timeline and the guy's like no because like uh to catch up with japan it's like no they, a our translators need to you know have time to translate. They sometimes don't even do that very well um and and be uh what do you call it uh i I guess korea did that where they sped through to catch up to japan and like it was hell like people dropped the game because it was event after event after event after event after event and and that burns you that burns you out i mean oh yeah no doubt so uh, oh, and uh, Phil actually got to ask a question. He asked uh, if we could have a button that would skip noble phantasm animations.
2: Oh my god, Phil, the the hero of the people. <laughs> the problem is, is
1: is is like I don't know why he asked the American guy that because he's like, yeah, I know, I want to skip them too, but it's <laughs> Japan, Japan doesn't even have that button.
2: I mean, I agree, but yeah. like but oh, yeah, you're, like, you're barking up the wrong tree yeah you're barking up it's the like wrong tree you need people to learn asking american studios where the second season of an anime is yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like uh learn japanese did any did anyone ask or was anything said about the vr game no nobody talked about the vr i i, I probably would have uh i didn't even
1: remember it honestly i i probably would have would have asked something if they had it i wish they'd had it it'd been amazing i would have gone and done it again yeah. Um, no, no, nothing, Uh, nothing about the VR, mostly just in game stuff. And
0: this character when, or like, yeah, I'm sure it's a totally different team working on VR. I just would have been curious if they knew anything about uh, localization for that. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was a fun panel because the guy was pretty candid, like, you know,
1: he was. As real as he could be, just being like, look, guys, I, I don't have all the answers, but I'll try to answer as much as possible. And for him to sit up there with the community that's like, gimme, 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 like, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I love you, go fans. I'm one of you, <laughs> man. Oh. I was amazed, actually. I mean, seeing the Fate Go group that we saw at soccercon that year when they announced that they were bringing it to oh yeah, to the, the, States. the people who play JP, yeah, yeah. I mean, in back then they were really. I mean, that was a dedicated group in that room. Um, so it's I can imagine it's only gotten more so in panels since then. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. Uh, from there, like. Phil and I went back to the exhibitor hall because he hadn't been yet. So we walked around there and, and Phil, Phil bought quite a few, uh, prize figures. Uh, if you're interested in, in what we got, uh, I won't go over it here, but I mean, we are on our discord, which you can totally join. And, and I don't know, I'll ask Phil to repost his stuff. If you join and you're like, I joined to see what Phil bought at an, NM- or a Crunchyroll Expo. <laughs> I don't know why you do that, but anyway, um, And then we – I think we went and we ate and kind of hung out for a little bit. And eventually, uh, we eventually got to see uh, The Night of Short Walk-On Girl in this little movie room uh, that they had like kind of off to the side. Um, I'm not going to review the movie here. But suffice it to say, I loved it. It is an amazing movie. And I'm one of those people who was not –
2: well, I I won't say that – like. It's it's a Yuasa film, so it has yeah. a very distinct uh, style to it that doesn't necessarily appeal to a large audience and is maybe something that you need to get over in order to enjoy the film. But it sounds it like you were it, able it, to do that.
1: It didn't take long. It really didn't, because uh, the story is very compelling. I think the the, the first the, the story kind of moves in arcs, and the first arc was so entertaining <laughs> that I was just... I, I just didn't care anymore. Um, there were parts where I like. Like uh, the art got so kind of over the top that I kind of caught myself just kind of rolling my eyes. But <laughs> at that point, I was enjoying myself so much that it was kind of like a laughing and rolling my eyes type of thing rather than rolling my eyes in exasperation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> um, uh, maybe you, IU and Eric can sit down and do a review for that or something. We'll
1: yeah. I'm going get. Out. Get B tag in has has B tag seen it? I
2: I think he has. Right? I think let us know. Probably.
1: Actually, I'll probably ask you later. So don't let us know because you probably already told me. (laughs) Yeah, and so that was that was the end of day one. Uh, That that was that's the thing too. So this was around. uh, We got out of there like ten at night, Uh, and I understand Crunchyroll's stance on adult stuff, but this is your convention why were there no 18 plus battles uh, i just i don't get it like you would draw not i'm not saying like the crowd would have been bigger like oh my god you would have actually filled the, the convention center no that's that's complete horse crap but i mean just something for 21
0: plus people to
1: enjoy at the end of the night mm. would be nice well
0: crunchyroll doesn't really huh you know Country World doesn't really provide any adult material on their. Service, I mean, so. they, they have a I couple. mean, and they still they still like I mean,
1: they ride the line with you know shows like how uh, this season um, you know the hot and hot springs and how not to summon your demon lord is pretty etchy. Or um, yeah. I always
2: go back to my wife as the my wife is the student
1: president. Yep, exactly. I mean, hell, you hosted that show with the pedophile on it. Uh, oh my god I, I i i will never get over hachimete no Cal*. <laughs> uh i hate that show so much anyway <laughs> um yeah so just it's just really weird that you couldn't invite like i don't know faku out or hell j-list just, like just have them do maybe not like full r18 panels but like just like,
0: uh, I don't know, like high dive has something like, for the more adult audience would be nice. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. High dive
1: had like the, the, their fan servicey show panel at AX or like why Funimation wasn't there with their like peep show, uh, little thing where it's just like fun, etchy scenes and stuff like that. I don't know. It really, really baffling to me to cut out an entire, uh, part of your, uh, fan base. But yeah, so essentially just at 10 o'clock at night, I went back to the hotel I was staying at and I passed out. Well, I sta- went back to the hotel I was staying at. I watched like three episodes of Chio School Road. Then I passed
0: out. <laughs> um, well, there is a benefit then to uh, not having the adult stuff in the evenings is that you can actually get some sleep and be re- rested for the next the day. The thing or- is,
1: the next day starts so late. The, pa- like, the The convention doesn't even open until 10.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. 10 in the morning. It's like, why? So why? Like, it, it, it really is like a, a baffling decision because it's like, all right, everything kind of closes down. Well, I won't say everything closes down. Their nighttime entertainment was just like musical guests. And I mean, that's cool. But I'm, I, unless you brought, unless you brought like, Amer or <laughs> uh, of course. Or, or something
2: Lisa, I want to yeah. see
1: yeah or yeah or true or yeah something I want to see uh I, I'm not interested in your Dj I'm sorry it's not my kind of music I'm not 20 something and I don't I don't take ecstasy so um <laughs> I'm sorry I've really pissed off a few of our listeners
2: um anyway our listeners love ecstasy okay. <laughs>
0: We actually have the Discord <laughs> channel for ecstasy users. I mean, you just totally cut them all out. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: No, the, so, they, so, they opened at 10. Shout out to you, Phil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil doesn't take ecstasy. All right. <laughs> for those of you listening like, wow, I don't want to talk to Phil. Um, yeah. So, I got there, I got there at 10. Um, got me some coffee. Uh, got into the convention center. Oh, that was one thing that was nice. I was allowed to bring my coffee to the convention center. Something that you can't do at AX make you throw that shit away and buy a coffee in the convention center. Um, I I ended up having to wait. I figured there'd be a line, but it was one of those. There there was this. There was this really big, um, like exhibitor, not exhibitor. Uh, like panel room, like a theater type thing, uh, with like. Uh, three really huge screens uh, so that you could see everything. And this is where they were having the Penguin Highway uh, US premiere. Um, the first panel in that room, though, was a screening of the final episode of Dragon Ball Super with um, the Japanese voice actor of Vegeta, uh, which I thought was really cool. And I thought it was kind of baffling that they had it at the first panel of the day. Uh, but apparently the, um, that voice actor like had to catch a plane right after that. <laughs> so, uh, it made a little more sense and it seemed like, like he had fun. I, I, I went into that room because, you know, they weren't clearing it. Um, and I caught the, like the very, very, very end of the last episode of Dragon Ball Super. Um, and, uh, spoilers, I guess the good guys win. Uh, yeah, it looks like they won. Looks like everything worked out at the end. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I really actually do kind of want to get into Dragon Ball Super. It's just, um, I don't know, it's a lot and Goku's
0: really yeah, dumb. It's very popular though. Uh, I will say though, you, you mentioned the Japanese voice actor for, you said Vegeta, yeah. right? Um, I, I, all of my Dragon Ball stuff I've watched has always been in English, so yeah, I, I guess I'm less excited about that. So I, I think most fans that grew up with Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z uh, probably watched I, it in English on Cartoon Network. So
1: I know that there's an audience, especially like amongst uh, younger people who didn't grow up in like the Toonami era, yeah. um, that some of them do watch it in Japanese. Uh, and I know that uh, like a lot of them, the reason why was because super, uh, came out sooner in Japanese, so they wouldn't have to deal with spoilers and stuff like that. So they they just watch it as it came out in Japan. That does make sense for the newer generation. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I caught the end of that and then I, I, I moved up quite a bit i was actually front row for the premiere of penguin highway Uh, again it's not a spoiler cast but i really enjoyed this movie as well um uh like real quick it's uh uh it's about probably the world's most cocky and scientific minded child. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like when he first starts talking like he has like a, a monologue at the beginning like an inner monologue type thing um i was like oh it's childhood phil just in japan <laughs> like talking about how impressive he is and how uh when he's a an adult he's gonna be great and that uh, all the women are going to want him when he's an adult, but it's too bad because there's one woman that, that he has his eye on.
0: <laughs> oh my God. He made a childhood promise to someone. No,
1: uh, not really. No, <laughs> you, you definitely have to watch the movie because I, I don't want to give away more, but it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the ending, I'm going to have to watch it a, like maybe another once or twice more because, um, it's not bad. I just uh, there are parts of it that are confusing. Uh, I enjoyed the ending well enough, but yeah, it's just like
0: sounds like maybe we need to get him together with uh, Detective Conan or yeah. something to a crossover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a fun movie. Uh, I definitely yeah I'd, I'd probably buy it on Blu-ray because it, it is actually uh, pretty uh, gorgeous as well. At parts, it's nice. it's kind of stunningly gorgeous. Um... I don't want to. I really don't want to give away too much more than Penguin Highway. If if this is the U.S. premiere, there's a good chance it's coming to a a a city near issue. So I mean, maybe check it out. If if you're like very close to a theater that's showing it, I would definitely recommend it. But if I'm not gonna say like you live in I don't know the middle of Kentucky and the nearest showing is like a state over, maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) Depends. What, what are you doing that day? Nothing? Go watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Do they get anime in Kentucky? Let me know. Do you live in Kentucky? <laughs> How's the chicken? Anyway. Uh, and then I, I met up with, uh, with Phil, and we went to the Darling and the Franxx um, panel, which uh, hosted the uh, producer, director, and um, the lead character designer. Uh, this was wow. kind of like just them going over uh, the creative process of Darling in the Franxx, uh, since it's uh, an original and stuff like that. And uh, apparently, the the director and the um, the lead character designer were uh, at odds quite a bit, like you know, fighting like cats and dogs. And but when they're off on the stage, they're like, yeah, now we're now we're really good friends. But yeah, during the the creative process, we were constantly arguing. Like, I think. The creative director said that at one
0: point he yelled at him and said, "I'm never working with you again." <laughs> huh? So did they say it? I'm trying to think of points in the show where that may have come uh, out. No, no, I mean, no. It it's did... like
1: I'm talking early con- conceptual stuff, uh, Jeff. Like huh. we're talking like whether or not Ichigo should have had bangs that covered her eyes. They were oh, fighting wow. over. Okay. That. <laughs> um it 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 definitely didn't help i guess that um the uh the, the the director was a character designer in his own right like he had been a character designer beforehand oh okay so you know their their creative styles clashed like he he drew up all the storyboards and quite a bit of the conceptual art by himself uh to show to the artists and stuff like that
0: um interesting yeah, that that's a very interesting dynamic there because it's almost like the three of us writing a manga together and all having to have an input in it. I imagine we would probably have difficulty coming to terms with certain things as what characters we want to look like. And I mean, I guess designing any type of story with more than one person can get kind of shaky, I would imagine, when I think about it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, they also showed us some early uh, concept art and stuff like that. Uh, Early Zero Two had black hair.
2: Interesting.
1: Yeah. And she was actually supposed to be like a quiet. uh, Like initially she was going to be like a quiet like. Almost. How do you say this? They they described her kind of like a ghost. Just like kind of shadowing hero.
0: Wow. So nothing like she ended up. (laughs) Nothing like Zero Two. At all. Huh. Um, well, it almost sounds, I don't want to do any spoilers, but it almost sounds like another character in the, in the show. So I'm wondering if they took that.
1: Yeah. I kind of wonder.
0: They, they didn't really say
1: anything about that, but, um, but yeah, they, they, they eventually were like, like, I guess they were trying it and they were like, no, the dynamic doesn't work. And like with Hito or, or the story or anything like that. So they, they're like, all right, well, how do we make her stand out as much as possible? <laughs> And I think they did a good job with the pink hair and the eyeliner and the, the mannerisms and yeah.
0: yeah. They they designed a really memorable character. Yeah, for sure. So, wow. Um, Neat. That that's an interesting little factoid there. Yeah, yeah. And the like just the it's it's always cool
1: when artists and and creators uh for these shows bring over their art because yeah, the concept art is gorgeous. Like it's it's amazing like what they come up with and <laughs> the producer made me, made us all laugh because he was like the guys that were up on the stage were A1 guys but he was like I essentially had to wrangle the A1 guys and the Trigger guys so they didn't go off and just do their studio norm that, so that they worked together because the Trigger guys wanted to go full trigger and the A1 guys wanted to, like I'm like what <laughs> he's like like, as a producer like my job was to wrangle because it was like a huge team he's like to wrangle all these people with all their individual ideas and you know all this anger about like no they're doing it the wrong way (laughs) and like make them work together
0: (laughs) that guy he did a good job man that that's impressive to to take two such you know they really do I don't know what team from A1 they brought in because honestly A1's done a lot of different stuff but meshing anyone together with Trigger has got to be an interesting job. Yeah, at the end of it he's like I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, well, it, it
1: was, um, it, was a, it was a fun panel cuz they they worked well off each other like comedy-wise and uh and it was interesting. I mean, and you can't really ask for much more in a panel like that. So I'm really glad they brought these three over. I wasn't really sure how it would work because like, normally they try and get a, a voice actor or actress to break up the monotony of, you know, because, uh, you know, creative types tend to not speak well publicly. Like, it's yeah. not everybody, you know, not stigmatizing anybody, but like, you know, you, you bring in a seiyu because that's what they do. They speak in front of people. Yeah. Um, so it was nice. It was refreshing to see these guys who could... Talk and joke and and you know joke with the audience and stuff like that, uh, in a very natural sense and and bring us uh, a really interesting take on Darling and the Franks. Uh,
0: that sounds like it was a good one. Yeah,
1: no, I, I really enjoyed that panel. It was it was probably aside from the movies, it was the highlight of the uh, of the whole Crunchyroll Expo. Um, uh, moving out of there, uh, Phil wanted to go see. Uh, Mother's Basement uh, Say a a YouTuber. I mean, I kind of wanted to as well, but I'd completely forgotten he was doing anything until Phil reminded me. Uh, And this time around, like, normally he does OP breakdowns, like analyzing OPs, which I I appreciate. I actually really need to look at some of his videos because I'm kind of interested. But this time around he said he wanted to to do a... um, uh, How do you say it? Uh, A a fight breakdown. So he's breaking down an anime fight. Uh, And I kind of feel bad for Phil because... The fight he broke down, like I loved it. It it was the um, uh, All Might versus uh, uh, All for One fight in the oh, wow. okay. latest season of uh, My Hero Academia. Oh, I, and I love that fight so much. At but like Phil's never seen, <laughs> never seen the yeah the show.
0: Uh, he had no context for how epic that fight was.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and then and well, I mean, even if he didn't, I. Uh, 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 the the guy who runs Mother's Basement. I'm really sorry, I'm forgetting his name. Um, he uh broke down everything and taught like explain like why it was important, but in in really great detail. I mean, uh, the the guy is I, I give him credit credit too. He's got some great analyzing chops. Um, and just like point by point broke down, you know the uh why different uh parts of the because you know that the for those of you who haven't seen it the fight cuts back and forth quite a bit. I mean it's not just All Might fighting the sky. You see the 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 people in the uh, the streets, you know, witnessing the fight and and then you see the kids um well they, they, they uh they talk about how uh the kids get Bakugo away from the fight and then it shows the kids watching the fight later on and and the different implications of All Might's actions and stuff like that. Like it was it was a really good in-depth analysis um that I really appreciated. Um and the <laughs> I think that the the thing that that Phil took out of that was uh uh All Might's final attack in that in that battle where he says United States of Smash <laughs> uh which I think Phil <laughs> Phil quite appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Phil, go watch go watch My Hero Academia. It's a great shonen. I love that show so much. Um, yeah, I there's not a whole lot else to say about that. The the if he keeps doing this, I definitely want to see more fight analyses, analyses, analyses from him. Uh, that that was a pretty short one. I mean, we we Phil and I ducked out before the Q and A started because. QA is not always great um
0: they encompass that entire fight into one episode too if two, i remember correctly episodes. right was uh, it a two episode technically play? two episodes because remember the f- i mean spoiler spoiler
1: spoilers sorry skip <sighs> ahead like 10 seconds uh remember they have to get Bakugo away so there's like like yeah. there's kind of a fight going on but not really um like right. all might has to kind of fight around Bakugo, and like the episode after that when he no longer has the the Anything? What kind of weighing him down,
0: so to speak? He's yeah. able to. I mean, I know we're not reviewing My Hero Academia here, but I just um, it's coming to me that that says so much for that show when you've got a lot of um, shonen that will take a fight like that and have it take half a season, you know, because <laughs> they're trying to draw it out. It's such an epic fight. The fact that they did it in two episodes really speaks volumes for that show. I think. Yeah, and it was it was a really epic fight too.
1: Um. Yeah. So we ducked, we ducked out of that early. Uh, went, grabbed some food, hung out for a little bit again. I think we made another couple passes through um, through the Exhibitor Hall and, and checked out some other stuff. Um, they had a pretty neat arcade in the back of that Exhibitor Hall, now that I'm thinking about it. I just, there wasn't anything that really appealed to me. Bring Concoly Arcade, one of you, somebody, please, please bring Concoly Arcade. <laughs>
0: That would be your coverage of the convention yeah, if they did I, I, that. I would
1: not move <laughs> from that machine. You would have to pry me away from it with a crowbar. Um, <laughs> like the little the little card slot would run out of cards. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah. So uh, the final thing we did uh, was we went and we watched a movie uh, called A Letter for Momo. Uh, it's an interesting movie. It's up on Amazon right now if you want to watch it. This was probably my least favorite of the three films I saw uh, that weekend. It's uh, a real quick synopsis story about a a girl named Momo. Uh, She loses her dad and her mom decides to move uh, the two of them to the the country where she grew up. So she can pursue a nursing nursing degree or whatever uh, so that, you know, now she can feed her kid. Um, And... The dad sends her some spirits, uh, so that you know they can watch over her or whatever. And she's got this letter that the dad was going to write her but didn't because apparently he was bad with words because they got into a fight before uh, he died. Uh, and so it's just kind of like her with these spirits. The spirits are assholes, like, if this is Japanese religion, it's so weird. Like, this. There's no very little to redeem about them. Um, Even still, I was interested in the movie. And I was trying to watch it. And this is one of the things that I'm like, why, Crunchyroll? Why did you do this? Um, So they had a musical guest that night. (coughs) Uh, Some DJ. I think her name was Ducky. Uh, Anyway. um, The stage... That she was performing on was literally, and I'm not kidding you, right next to where we were watching this movie. Oh, God. So, her performance started right when, like, at the most climactic part of the movie. And you just hear this huge beat coming through the door. And the doors, you know, muffled the sound pretty well. But this is a convention, and people <laughs> pop in and out of movies all the time so people would open the door and all of a sudden i couldn't hear the movie and it was uh. infuriating like i wasn't really high on the movie to begin with but like hmm, that i don't i don't want to be interrupted during a movie by i mean i'm i'm sure the music was fine but what was at the time incredibly obnoxious music blaring <laughs> into the theater. Um, like, I, it got to the point where I was like, I, what I wanted to do, and I know the convention staff would have stopped me and I probably would have been kicked out and arrested. I wanted to get the speakers because they were like stand up speakers and point them at the door and just like turn the volume all the way up. So, like, what we were listening to was interrupting what they were listening to. Cause it was, I hate that stuff. I hate it so much when people do that. It's super rude. I mean, and it's not their fault because it's, you know, the convention organizers who, Set that up as poorly as they did. <clears throat> I'm just glad that that didn't happen during the night of short walk on girl because I probably would have lost my shit.
0: Um, yeah, that's a shame.
1: Yeah, I mean it was, but it was during a letter from Moma, which again wasn't that. It was it was okay, but I don't think I'd ever watch that movie again. Probably like a two point five or two for me. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah,
0: that was that was my Crunchyroll Expo experience. (laughs) Highs and lows. Yeah, ended on kind of a low note, unfortunately. Did you do anything fun after the convention was over? And any any night? We went out and had a beer. Like we had a couple beers, but like
1: at that point, like Phil had to get home, uh, because he was taking the the public transportation, the light rail, back to his house. Because parking in uh, downtown San Jose is a pain in the ass. Um, so, yeah, we just had a drink and I went back to the hotel and I watched some more anime and passed out. Uh, the next day on Monday, there was, there was stuff going on. And I actually did kind of want to go. But, I mean, I had to go back to San Francisco. So, it's, it's yeah. not a short trip. I mean, it's not like my car probably would have been shorter. But I, I took the train and I had stuff to do. The one thing I like, the one thing I regret not going to uh, Monday for, uh, was they were having a um, a live drawing. Yeah, it was like a, a making of Darling of the Franks, where they had the 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 character designer who was going to be doing like a live drawing of Zero Two. Um, I kind of regret not going to that, but that was like one in the afternoon. I probably would have mm-hmm. gotten home at like three or four in the afternoon and I had stuff to do. So <laughs> um, overall, I mean it was okay. Uh was it better than last year's? I'd say about the same. Probably a little worse, but only because, you know, we didn't have as big of a group. Like I feel like we had, you know, a lot more fun when it was a bunch of us and we had a hotel room and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's not really Crunchyroll Expo's fault. That's really on my end.
0: Um, right. It sounds to me, just from you describing this convention, it is, it's is—it's more of a casual convention certainly than AX or really any of the bigger conventions. And it would be a fun convention to go to with a big group because you've got a lot more time in the evenings to just do yeah. stuff unrelated to the convention. Um, so, I guess, like you said earlier, I think maybe for a first-time con-goer or someone who's really looking for just an excuse to get together with some friends it might be a good a good excuse for that
1: yeah for sure now yeah, i think if i ever came back to this it would to this con it would have to be with more people and with a with a hotel room that i could stock with booze and bring my switch and we could play like that would be the the convention to bring all that stuff that we had
2: <laughs> Logan. Yeah, when we have more time
1: yeah Yep. Cuz AX AX I love AX. I love AX because I'm never without something to do. With it, it I mean and granted that comes at the cost of like at the end of the day you are beat. You are yeah. ready yeah. to sleep. Um but uh what do you call it I, AX is literally
0: eat sleep and anime. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: it's I I I, I, I kind of like that that kind of go 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 Type of uh-huh. I, I, I'd like this more with more people. But yeah, I like that the the anime expo style uh, more because I found myself at this con with a lot of downtime like and I guess that was cool because I got to, you know, I, I essentially got to finish the Fate go event that was going on because I had so much time in between stuff that I wanted to see and do. Um, but there's only so many, t- so much time you can go to the exhibitor hall and stuff like that. Like, even if you're with a big group, <clears throat> if there's nothing going on, uh, let anybody wants to see, like, you're all just kind of standing around. And the only thing that's, you know, positive in that instance is like it all, well, everything ends at 10. So I guess we might as well go grab a drink or something. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I mean. Sounds, sounds interesting, man. Uh, I mean, something you think you potentially would attend next year. I, I know you kind of just answered that question, but if, I uh, mean, maybe. if you get a group of <laughs> maybe. us, maybe it's one of those things with, I know with our community and with the three of us, we're all in such distant places from each other that we probably would choose another convention to get together for. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, we'll see like, you know, next year. And, and they're probably going to do this again next year. Um, We'll see who they bring. If they bring someone interesting, then yeah, I'll probably go. But mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. Like, I don't. Unless unless there's more multiple people interested, um, I, I I can't really see myself getting like terribly excited for it. Like AX, I'm excited for it by November because yeah. I that's when my tickets go
0: on sale. <laughs> right, and I think. Um... Crunchyroll also is kind of limited in what they can do because they're really only going to highlight things that they stream yeah, ex- on their Yeah, Exactly. Site. Yeah. So, you know, Darling in the Franxx was probably the biggest show that they streamed this year, uh, other than maybe Dragon Ball Super, I guess. Uh, so uh, it's cool that they got that stuff. I mean, it sounds like they, they the got Darling My the Hero Franks Academia stuff, stuff they brought. too,
1: but it was funny because they got the no, My Hero true, Academia, yeah. like, english voice actors and i'm like you do know you stream
0: the japanese huh. voice actress yeah. yeah that's <laughs> an interesting interesting decision and again the fact that funimation wasn't there i i don't know how close the two companies are but they definitely have a little bit of a marriage well, i mean so even, that even would... if high dive uh, or even if sent, like henta
1: filmworks now sells her stuff to High Dive, like why wouldn't high dive just be there Mm-hmm. Like I know they're they're competing streaming services, but I mean, it it's good for the anime industry if you're all doing well. Um, oh yeah. So I I just I don't understand why they're like maybe maybe behind the scenes there was a push you know for for this kind of like olive branch where everybody can just come up, uh, come together under uh, Crunchyroll's convention thing, but.
0: Um, I kind of doubt it. There might be a pride. There might be a pride thing with the other companies too, where they're kind of like, you know, we're not beneath Crunchyroll that we feel we need to go put our booth at their convention. I don't know. I'm just (laughs) trying to create some type of drama. That's probably not there. Yeah. So
1: Crunchyroll Expo. uh, I mean, if, if you're in the area and, uh, You didn't go to Fanime this year uh, or if you're in the area and you don't go to Fanime next year, then there's Crunchyroll Expo. Although Fanime hasn't been getting as many of the guesses that they used to. But it's fan made and there's usually
0: uh, a lot more people there. So uh, pick and choose. Sweet. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) We're uh, we also have some questions from the community that we're going to be answering today, so we're not done yet. As I'm sure you can see by looking at you know the podcast and the fact that there's time left. <laughs> Why are you spoiling yourself? Seriously, don't no spoilers. Yeah. Don't look at the time.
1: You don't need to look at your phone. <laughs> that text message from your mom's not that important. She's dying though. (laughs) Don't say that. Don't say that. That, You're you're not jinx
2: our list. (laughs) Oh I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well why don't we just get into questions then?
0: Um, We're all slowly dying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh,
2: Um Let me see. I lost where I have the questions. I am filling time as I look for where I have the questions. There they are. Okay. So our first question is uh, from companion QA or Eric. Um, And he asks, so what are some of your favorite first episodes of anime and what are some series you ended up loving that had bad first episodes?
0: Mm. Wow. I wish I thought more about this one. I I can take off with the first episode. Um, the first one that comes to mind for me is Noah Zero. Yeah. That first episode blew my mind. Yeah, it was really good. Um and you know the show I think I I don't think it was a bad show but it went downhill a little bit from the first episode <laughs> but really I mean I don't remember being so psyched for a show um too many times than when I watched the first episode of Noah Zero. Mhm.
2: Um, um go
1: ahead. I was, I mean <laughs> I know you. I know you listeners are expecting it, and you're gonna get it. Uh, Love Live. <laughs> and I'm not like okay. This is like you know the always the joke. Haha. Carlos is gonna say Love Live, but Love Live <laughs> School Idol Project. The first episode when Honoka starts singing. Like, I still watch that episode to this day because it gives me chills. I like. I was really excited about it like this was it was actually the second idol anime i'd ever watched um oh by the way also idol master the original idol master has an amazing first episode because they they do this weird um like almost like pseudo interview type thing for the first episode and then you find out like spoiler spoilers but i mean it's it was came out in 2011 what are you doing um it turns out that the person behind the, ha- the camera who was doing the interviewing was the producer and I thought that was, like, really impressive. Anyway, but, you know, Love Live because, yeah, that, that first song, I was hooked from the first song. It's yeah. incredible.
2: Um, I was able to do a little thinking about this as I threw them in the docs. So I have a couple to throw out there. Uh, School Live had a very good first episode. Oh, yeah. Very good twist at the end. Yeah. Um, that really the- sucks you in. Um, and it's a fascinating first episode to go back and watch uh, because of all of the hints hints that yeah. it, it uh, throws in there. Um, so that's a good one. Um, I really, really love the first episode of A Place Further Than the Universe. <laughs>
0: um,
2: it's just a, a, a very fun uh, and cool episode for an anime that I knew nothing about. Um, and I would also throw in ReZero as a great first episode.
0: That is a good one, yeah. Uh, springs to mind now, too, you mentioning uh, School Live, is Steinsgate's first episode. Um, is uh, You don't realize how good it is until later in the show, the way that they tie things together. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah, is uh, a than, really epic first episode. Other
1: than Love Live, I would say um, Showa. Uh, show again Roku Roku Shinju has an amazing first episode Uh, you just have to get over the fact that it's 45 minutes long Um, (laughs) but they really do a real they do a very good job kind of compartmentalizing like one whole era like not a whole era but uh, like giving you this backstory so that they can give you an even further backstory in the the rest of the (laughs) first season Um, also uh, Saga of Tanya the Evil Had a first episode where I'm like, yes, I need this in my life. (laughs) Mm. Um, As to like a series that had a bad first episode that I ended up loving. I could not think of a single one. I could think of one that like had a good first episode that I ended up hating. Uh,
2: (laughs) Different question. Yeah, (laughs) that's like
1: like the reverse of that. But uh, Awari no Seraph, Seraph at the End. Had an
0: amazing first episode. Uh, mm, ended up not liking mm-hmm. that show at all. I think um, the f- the only show that comes to mind for me, and I don't remember the first episode being particularly bad, but I think I was less impressed with the show um, in the beginning was Nobunaga Concerto.
2: Mm. I ended up. Oh,
0: Kimono Friends.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh,
2: okay. Kim- Kimono
1: Friends art style did not impress me. And I, I think I, d- I dropped it after that first episode. Mm-hmm. But I think it was somebody in the chat was like, "No, you need to watch this," and I ended up watching it and loving it. So yeah, there you go. That that's the yeah one that, I could that may through.
0: be a thing then art styles. Really, I mean that first episode with a show that has a really odd art style and in, in you know like you mentioned Kimono Friends or Nobunaga Concerto, which is like rotoscope. A, I want to say it's like rotoscope. Yeah. It that whole first episode, you're like just kind of not into it because the art style is off putting. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if it's got a good story, typically you can get over it by the end of the first couple episodes, maybe depending on how off-putting it is. And if you're Logan, I know Logan, you have a hard time. uh, (laughs) I have a hard time with art styles, but yeah. Uh, um, I can't think of any other ones though, that I thought really had a bad first episode that I ended up loving.
2: See, the thing is, is like for me, like if the first episode doesn't do a lot for me, I'm probably just not going to continue it. Hmm. So.
0: Yeah, and I can't think of one that I've watched because the the exception to that rule would be f- stuff we we draft for the cast. I I can't think of one that I've drafted that I've really kind of forced myself to watch that started out poorly that I ended up yeah. liking. I, there probably is one. I'm sure someone who's listened to the cast is probably going to remind me of one that I actually said that very thing about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah um, I, I, it's that's a hard one yeah i'd be interested to know what your answer to that is cuba let me know
2: okay carlos you want to take the second one here
1: yeah sure uh newer guy to the uh the discord black man willis uh <laughs> his discord name by the way uh i don't okay, never mind i'm just gonna go on i don't know if uh if this has been asked yet, uh, but if you could have any power from anime, what would you have? I think we have answered something like this before.
2: I think we he asked us in uh, chat one time, uh, but I don't think we've answered it on the podcast, so I threw it in. Okay. Um,
1: Teleportation, because travel is expensive.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> I want to be able to open the gates of Babylon and have weapons fly from behind me. The gates of Booty lawn? Yeah, open Never the gates of Booty lawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, uh,
2: I would love to have like the ability to like freeze time or slow down time. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, just so I could, <laughs> I could do more stuff, uh, watch more anime, relax for a while.
0: I think time is is always has always been the the superpower I would want if I had some type of option. (laughs) Joke answer for any of you watching the season:
1: uh, to be able to shoot lasers out of my butt, because that's what (laughs) Shogi is. If you if you're watching the season, you know what what I'm talking about.
2: Oh boy. Okay, Jeff, do you want to take this uh, first question sure. from Stephen here?
0: From Stephen Spango in our Discord. Uh, question one, not sure if it's been asked, but for each of you, is what you regard as a personal favorite anime series film different from what you rate as the best anime series film? Yes. Uh, so basically, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: Yeah, my uh shining example of this is the anime Fortune Arterial, which almost no one has watched other than me and Ayu because I uh somehow got him to watch it. Um and it's a very it's not it's not great. It's not great. It's a bad vampire <laughs> anime that's based on uh based on an eroge. Um, I love it so so much Oh uh, I, I, I think it's a fantastic watch interested yes
1: um, <laughs> yes what do you call it uh yeah i mean it, it you already know what i'm gonna say steven love live is my favorite franchise love it to death yep. uh i would like I was, there was a <laughs> there was a uh there's a a video game critic um you guys might know him out there is a uh, yeah yahtzee kroshaw the the guy who does zero punctuation Uh, i believe there was a a point he made where he said fans of the series would buy a like fans of like the zelda franchise he was talking about would buy a uh a tingle themed home pregnancy test um (laughs) i'd probably do the same like i'd buy a nico themed home pregnancy test just so i (laughs) because i'd I'd have it um but like my best anime um uh, like of all time like yeah it's probably show up like
0: rates pretty highly above the love life franchise yeah this all comes down to kind of guilty pleasures right um, yeah i guess so shows that you that you love that you know isn't exactly the best uh and i'm having a really hard time thinking of my guilty pleasure shows right now i mean a lot of it's going to be older stuff um I mean, I think probably you know maybe Steinsgate is an example of this. I know there's a lot of people who don't like Steinsgate. It's definitely um, one of I have a hard time eh. deciding between Steinsgate and From the New World as far as what my favorite actual show is.
2: I think uh, both of those are fairly highly regarded.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, um, um I it, it's the, the the question isn't like you know. I mean. Uh, no offense to two out there, but it, under, yeah. it, it's, it's you, not, not the community
2: for sure. Right. For sure.
0: Um, yeah, but I consider those both great shows and my favorites. So as far as picking kind of like a guilty pleasure show, I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of that. I might, I might need to have a moment while you guys discuss the next question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, he has a second question here he says also similar to Q question. What are some of your favorite final episodes of anime? Has a show ever failed the landing and a final episode and a final episode ruined the, a show that you were really enjoying?
1: Yes, so again, I definitely. I have a list of but... shows
2: that I thought up of because I cheated and looked at this ahead of time.
1: Go, okay, go for it.
2: Um, Suki Gakure has an incredible final episode.
1: Absolutely.
2: Um, that, that, that
1: ending those those ending, credits, ending credits make it the oh my the god best thing. it like it warms it's my heart so every good. time i think about it so good yeah
2: um K-On has a really really good final episode um makes me cry mm. every time which one
1: i'm sorry i was coughing
2: uh kaon oh yeah yeah absolutely um uh this one's like a personal one for me aria the animation uh well i guess it's aria the Whatever the the final season of Aria is, I can't remember. There's so many of them. Um, the Aria franchise, the final episode is just just an enormous amount of payoff uh, for the the series, which is fantastic. What about you guys? I've got a couple more, but I'll let you guys. Um, on.
1: like great la- final episodes. Yeah. <sighs> Love Live season two. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Uh, so. And I, I'm just going to keep going back to... to Did
2: that, I actually... I was going to say the Love Live movie. Does that count?
1: Oh, God, uh, it was so good. Yeah, but no. It was um, so good. Uh, Descending Story, Shogun Roku Roku Kushinju. The the um, the second season, the last three episodes, I was in tears just about all three of them for different reasons, but the last episode got me really good because I was so happy for the characters. Um, yeah. brrr, uh. Eh. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh man. Scrap, scrap princess comes to mind. Maiden Abyss has such a great last episode that just
0: really hurts to watch. Um, what were
1: you saying? Scrap princess.
0: Yeah, scrap princess. I remember that as being a really, really enjoyable final episode. The way that that entire story culminated, uh, I thought was really, really good. Um, yeah, Maiden Abyss was definitely a good one. Um, it hurt to watch. <laughs>
1: um, there's so many good ones. I mean, Megalobox uh, had a good uh, final episode uh, this last season. Yeah, there's just a ton. Uh, I think Violet Evergarden is another more recent one. Uh, a lot of them, like, a, a lot of series kind of fall flat with their last episode. Like, it, it makes them not great. They're just, like, kind of good. Like, the, you know, the whole, um, uh, like, the by the manga or by the light novel endings, you know. Like yeah, that ugh, kind of thing. God, that
0: is the worst. Yeah that that is. I think
2: that's that's
0: not all the, of worst.
1: the worst. <laughs> the I could think of of two that were way worse.
2: I, yeah, I have one that is like a glaring example of a show that just completely diverged from where I wanted it to go. Was uh, um, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, uh, Al Noah Zero. Uh, <laughs> the second yeah. season of Al Noah Zero was. Mm-hmm. I I went from loving that show and then in a Two to three episodes span at the end of that season, I despise that anime. That's a great with every fire example. Of my being
1: um I was gonna go with uh uh Roka Noyusha or Roka Brave of the Six Flowers. Mm. That ending episode. It's like, hey, you remember all that like uh tension and drama and stuff like that we built up? And then like we finally gave you a climax and an ending, and now we can go on and finish the story. No, we're just going to add another character so we can do that all over again. And I'm like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> also, that exact same season, it wasn't the ending. Like, like it, the, the, the show, or I mean, the, the studio went bankrupt and the show was going down before then. But the last episode was just the final nail in the coffin of Gangsta. Yeah, that uh-huh. show was so good. Like early on, I was so invested in that show. And then it just started like slowly declining. And yeah, that last episode is like, wow, this looks horrible. The story doesn't end. It's just, it was all bad.
0: Um, back to favorite final episode too. Um, one just popped into my head as, as one of my favorite endings of any series is full metal alchemist brotherhood. Mm. Hmm. Okay. That show ended spectacularly. Um, and it was such, it just, I don't think it ever had a down p- point either. So while well, we have a show like, um, i zero. It's funny because it came up also in our favorite first episode question. And <laughs> it's coming up as one of our least favorite ending episodes. Uh, oh, that poor show. Favorite,
1: favorite. Oh, one of my favorite endings. Um, fate zero. I love the ending of it. Cause it reminds me of, um, the empire strikes back. That whole kind of, like, morose ending, I really appreciate that. Like, I love my happy endings, but every now and again, I want something to end on kind of a downer. That's an interesting
0: connection I never thought of.
2: <laughs> I uh, like one, that. one more good ending for me, and then we can move on to the next question. Um, a place further than the universe. Oh,
1: God, yes. I can't believe I didn't think about that. I mean, to be fair, the ending, that last episode was good, but it was nothing compared the to the episode before. before it. Oh, God.
2: True. But the the way they wrap up that show is just yeah oh my god so good.
1: <coughs> I kind of want to rewatch it
0: after uh, hearing the mm-hmm. director's thoughts on it. I thought of a guilty pleasure show.
2: Okay, late on us.
0: Chobits. <laughs> Chobits holds a special place uh- in my heart. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love
1: I love the English dub for that one because like, I I, 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 I watched it. It's so funny. Underpants. It's so bad. It's so <laughs> it's bad. bad.
2: Uh, As someone you know who's new to anime, trying to get into that show, I couldn't. I had to drop it. I, well, the dub is so that bad. That was
0: that was the funny thing about Chobits, and I think why it it always will hold a special place for me is because it was kind of my doorway from the. Anime fan who watches Dragon Ball Z to the anime fan who watches anime, um, and I'll always remember it for that. I loved it. I loved the show when I watched it. I still love it. But not to say Dragon Ball Z is an anime for those of you
1: shonen fans furiously typing at us right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we
0: enjoy Dragon Ball Z as well. You know what we mean. Yeah, it's just you know, it, it back then that was casual anime. No one really even. I didn't even see it as anime back when I watched I it. I kind of wonder if you it's know, still network. Is. So, like. Because, you know, like that show's getting kind
1: of old. Do people still watch Z? it? Yeah. Do people still watch Z?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm wondering if all the super fans have actually watched Z, you know, the current super fans. I know. I see. I mean, you um, have to. You absolutely. Like, there's no way you start
1: up and you're like, okay, I'm just going to invest myself in all these characters. Like, you don't uh, exactly that's what have I mean. to watch yeah. Dragon Ball, but if you don't, you're a heathen. Dragon Ball's the best of the series.
0: I, I agree. Dragon Ball's awesome. Um, The thing with, you know, and this is where I go back to, like, okay, My Hero Academia does an epic fight in two episodes. Dragon Ball, man. Well, I don't know if Super does that. Super
1: super might, like, let us know. If you watch Super, does does it continue on, like, the Z thing where it's, like, you know, powering up and fighting forever and ever? Let
0: us know. The thing, though, it's, I mean, what what I'm talking about is going back and watching Z. It's got to be painful. It's a lot of episodes of just... Filler. Oh, I think uh, th- I think that's what Kai
1: is, man. Uh, Dragon Ball uh, Z Kai is like Dragon Ball Z, but they like trimmed out all the filler. Oh, okay. Well, if they have a thing like that, then that's great. Mm-hmm. They need to make like another one where it's like Dragon Ball Z. I don't know, Kiny or whatever, where it's like <laughs> they like have Dragon Ball Z, but it like follows all the characters I'm interested in, like Launch and <laughs> like I mean, they cut out a Native lot, of, a, a lot of
0: the heart of of. Dragon Ball with Dragon Ball Z, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, Native American, do you really think we needed an excuse?
2: What? <laughs> the next question.
0: <laughs> um, you want me to take yeah, it? Go yeah, go ahead. It? All right, all right, boys. It's time to give you a new excuse to talk about idols, and because I genuinely want to know what idol shows do you recommend for a newbie. Let's uh,
1: see. I, I I answered him, and I told him that we were going to that we'd go further into this. But yes, love. <laughs> Live, I can't do that any yes. harder.
0: No doubt,
2: please don't do it any harder.
0: <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt Love Live is the idol anime for beginners, in my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm. Don't
1: get me yes. wrong, like Idol Master is really good, and that you could get into that as a beginner as well. But there are fewer characters in Idol and uh, in Love Live, uh, and it's pretty easy to separate them by their quirks, whereas in Idol Master. Sometimes there's a little bit too much, and not every girl gets like you know decent characterization. Some do, some don't. Um,
2: yeah, we you gonna say Logan? Um, I was gonna say Love Live is definitely the most digestible mm. of uh, the idol anime out there. I would say definitely the easiest to get into. I do have one recommendation if uh, you know school idols aren't necessarily your thing. Uh, there's an anime. Uh, called AKB 0048, which is a fun, goofy, kind of like space opera idol yes. show um, <laughs> about these girls that travel from planet to planet and do guerrilla uh, idol concerts because um, art is banned in this universe. So it's a, v- a very fun, very goofy, um, and also kind of serious at times, uh, fun idol show with very colorful characters. So.
1: It also depends on whether or not you're planning on like if, if you enjoy the music enough to want to get more of it and start to get more into the um the 3D idols, because you know, these Seiyus are idols themselves. Um mm-hmm. AKB uh uh is good if especially if you're not planning on doing that because uh AKB is part of, you know the akb which is several hundred girls and several hundred teams large um, yeah a little harder to get into than uh than love live and the idol master uh because they they switch out their girls pretty regularly and it's usually like with with love live it's you just have to know the nine sayu. you eh, at the time i mean yeah learn the muse girls too they're good and the new pdp girls but yeah uh I don't know, man. It, it's a, it's a, it is a rabbit hole. Uh, that if you're willing to go down it, um, if you're, if you want to just casually watch idle anime, yeah, Love Live, AKB, Idol Master. I'm trying to think of some other ones. uh
2: I mean, you could do like, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily an idol man anime, but if you're into older stuff than like Macross. Oh yeah, yeah. Has some idle stuff
1: or Macross um, Delta. Uh, the, like yeah, the Delta newer one really good. has a yep. has a lot more uh, idol stuff in it.
2: Yeah, a lot more singing and stuff. But yeah, so, for sure,
1: the like I'd say go back to the the like if you like mech then yeah, Macross has you covered on both mech and idols.
2: Uh, if you're maybe more into like classical or not classical, but uh, performing arts kind of idols, give Review Starlight a look. Oh, it's so season. good
1: this season. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because the the performances in that anime are pretty incredible
1: um but i will i will never stop tuning the love live horn so if you like and like if you find yourself watching love live and you find yourself like interested in the music i could help you out that front and if you find yourself interested in the 3d idols yeah steven and not even me logan like definitely
2: swallow best girl <laughs> yes did you guys um
0: as far as beginner go um you mentioned Idolmaster. Do you feel like Cinderella Girls would probably be more appropriate for a beginner no, than the original Idolmaster? No, absolutely Idol not.
1: Like, I, not I, sure. I, I like Cinderella yeah. Girls quite a bit, but there are so many more girls. And it, it's true. it's a mobile game anime. So it's like, if you don't know all of them, you might get confused. Yeah, I don't know.
0: there's a core group, but yeah, you're right. There it's, are a lot of like girls. It's like a tier to, two.
2: Like you, you get in with Love Live and then you work your way up to Cinderella. I'd girls. say if you're
1: going to watch Cinderella Girls, you need to watch the
2: original first. I don't. I didn't. So. Well,
1: I, I'm just saying if you're a beginner and you're going to go with Idol Master, you start okay.
0: with Idol Master and then you go Cinderella Girls because yeah. Yeah. the original. I did. I did that and I think it worked pretty well. Uh, there's not really much crossover between the two of them but I thought you're right probably about the original Idol Master having a core group of girls and that's pretty much who they focus on the entire show right so um
2: yeah
1: go watch love life that's my recommendation and then <laughs> and then eventually get to Idolmaster and uh, and let us know who your best girl is and we can slowly but surely induct you into Idol hell
0: there's a there's a reason Love Live is so popular, and I think it is because it's so digestible, as Logan said, for people who are not necessarily into idol, you know, shows. So yeah.
2: Okay, we got one more here. Um, do you want to take this one, Carlos?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm sorry, I'm bad with your name. Myos uh, Myosotis Myosotis, um, yeah. says. Or asks, uh, how do you guys feel about the impact that people working on an anime make on it, or don't, in terms of politics?
0: Huh. Hmm. Um, I I think in general, any time you're injecting your political opinions into art or media, I, I personally am not a fan of that. But
2: uh, uh, I, I cut out some stuff because I didn't want to necessarily add it to the question, but it's more like. Not injecting stuff into the anime, but their actions and beliefs outside of their works uh, is the main oh, question here. Okay. Yeah, for, for example, like, if the, there was a yeah.
1: there was a, a director recently um, who came out as a Holocaust denier,
2: exactly,
1: um, and he hit the the show he directed is is a favorite of a lot of people. So uh
2: um. I don't necessarily care. I care about the politics and I, you know, I believe that people, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Like they, there's bad stuff that people do and believe, um, incorrect ways of thinking, uh, hurtful, harmful ways of thinking. But I like to judge a work based on its own merits uh, not based on the merits of the one who made it. I think that's probably where I stand. I think
0: I agree with that. I um, I mean, if you if you if you produce a wonderful, beautiful piece of art, uh, but you're um, if you're you know you're a murderer, you can still appreciate the art, not necessarily the person behind the art. But I think that there's also a tendency to want to boycott people you don't mm-hmm. believe in, and so it's definitely a difficult, it's a difficult question to answer. And it really is probably, um, of course I'm uncomfortable answering because I don't want to offend anybody, but, (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's, yeah, like you said, I think, I think art should really be judged based on the art itself, not necessarily the, the artist behind it, but
1: yeah, considering um, too, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, in agreement with you guys, but considering too, that it's not just that one person who worked on it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a team of people. So to boycott because you know the one guy was an asshole. I mean, well, you probably have assholes that you work with. <laughs> but like, right. I, That's a good point. I, you know, I many of you guys know out there that I was in the Navy for a number of years, um, and I they would always put me on watch with this one guy. I won't say his name because it's mean, but. He was, uh, every every um, every year uh, we had to get the flu shot, it was mandatory, uh, and he would rail on and on about it. He was kind of an anti-vaxxer. Um, and he's like, it's my body, I should be able to make my choice, which, I mean, it, it, this isn't really the correct way of thinking about it, but technically we gave our bodies to the states when we signed our rights away, You know, so we could have a steady paycheck. So it really wasn't his body. Um, uh, he was also <laughs> of the opinion that, uh, uh, homosexual people were mentally deficient. Um, I mean, yeah, so it was really tough having conversations with this guy, but mm-hmm. I would be very perturbed if people like boy, God, in the military, like the entire military or, you know, stop sending us care packages when we were on deployment because of one guy that would really have pissed me off
0: because he didn't speak he doesn't speak for all of us yeah Uh, well i think in the terms of anime though it's a little different because you feel like okay this guy and i don't know who the guy you're talking about is but i've heard of other situations where people it's come out that artists or people involved in any type of media have been had really bad opinions um or have done very bad things and it's hard to want to support their future works at that point or really support their works in general because you don't really want to see them succeed because you find them to be evil <laughs> or bad yeah but um, but
1: what do you call it it just it it doesn't just hurt that person i i mean if it's just if it was just the one person yeah absolutely boycott them you know stop buying mm-hmm. their stuff like vote with your wallet that that'll that'll do it but i mean right like other people get those royalty checks um yeah so I mean, maybe with anime, say yeah. Something. There are so many people. Yeah, maybe say something to the to the his company. And I think I don't know. Has he been punished for that? I have no idea. The other guy, uh, he's he, he was arrested, so he's in jail. Said so he's probably not mm-hmm. getting those royalty checks. Maybe his family is, and it's,
0: you know, talk. so I almost want to expand on this question then, because it's I think it's a really hard thing to decide because you have someone. Let's say you have a brilliant producer. Um, incredibly successful and it comes out that he is um, I don't even I, I don't know he, he has a very very bad opinion of uh, a group of people or something I, whatever he, he's bad um, but there's no denying that he's an incredibly talented producer if you're someone who is in the position to hire that person for one of your future works do you hire them based on their ability in the profession or not because of their opinions outside.
2: Hmm. I would, if I were in charge, I probably wouldn't. Um, just because I think that having, you know, integrity as a, a person, yeah. and like a company is something to be valued and, you know, letting someone come in who undermines what you are trying to stand for just because they're good at something. Mm-hmm. Is not admirable or right. acceptable I think yeah, yeah
1: I don't know if he's done anything I'm actually kind of curious about that since the, the whole debacle but uh, yeah no I, I agree like it, it really is on the production companies and stuff like that after news like this comes out to kind of blacklist him it's 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 up to
0: the industry to do that kind of stuff um yeah. now if it's like I, I realized i used a bad example when i said producer i'm mean, I probably should have said director or something because you know it's still just like um, up to the industry yeah. you know
1: yeah like the industry should be the one to blacklist him. like the whole harvey weinstein thing industry blacklist yeah so good that's you know that's the way stuff should work now does it always work right. like that no unfortunately sometimes these people make inroads that are just you know uh
0: uh, they run yeah. so deep that, like, it's just it's. Of course, they're never going to be ousted. Uh, but, and again, I don't know this guy's particular. You know, there's as bad as an opinion may be. There, there's a difference between someone who rapes people and someone who has an opinion that hurts people's feelings too. Yeah, so, that, that's yes. true. So, for you sure. know. Well, good question. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, like if I were to buy like the Blu-rays for these kind of things, which I mean I might, especially for the show in question, um, would I be like, uh, yeah, like, th- th- would it have like a little tiny bit of paint? Yeah, maybe, but I'm still going to enjoy the show. It's a good show. Hopefully,
0: we handled that in as diplomatic a way as possible. <laughs> that <was> like, yeah. <laughs> just,
2: just, just try to be a good person. Just, yeah, exactly. You know. Just think about how you would want to be treated, and just,
1: just try to try to be a person that, when you know the history books are written, if people don't look at your like little transcript and say, "Wow, that guy was an asshole."
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I think that's gonna do it. Um, if you would like to get us a question to answer on the podcast sometime in the future, you can hit us up on our various social medias or get into our Discord. Uh, we are on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade. We are on Twitter at, tw- uh, at anime underscore arcade. I mixed things up and I'm all screwed up. We are on Instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade. Our website is uh, anime arcade Our email is mail.animearcade at gmail dot uh, Hit us up on any of those. We can get you an invite to our Discord where we have lots of fun. Um our latest Hunger Games uh, just ended, and I think it's full, so that'll be going on for the next 12 weeks, I believe, but uh, get in here so you can see what that's all about and you can plan for the next one. Um, What do you think? Fancy Football just started up. We're having fun there. And, uh... Yeah. That's it. I got nothing else. Woo! Yeah. (laughs) uh go watch anime yeah uh yeah that's i guess that's the other thing is we'll probably have our first impressions up in the next couple weeks or not first impressions our draft episode for the uh fall season up in the next couple of weeks with reviews for the summer season to follow
1: oh yeah Uh, we also uh are almost done with our our latest watch along so Uh, That episode will probably like the spoiler cast for that will probably eventually go up and and then we'll have our vote. So if you're interested, uh, get in on Uh, the discord.
2: uh, (laughs) It's it's Uh, real close. I know it is. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening and we will uh, catch you next time.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody.